Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. gentlemen do not adjust your televisions your computer screens your ipads it's breakfast and baseball and we're drunk on broad jay welcome up, in bro? brother it's early rise and shine we got exciting phillies talk to talk about brother how you doing doing great man it's always always good when i get together with my man don uh, been a, been a week. Uh, I think we had a week off. Uh, well, this past week I had to miss because uh, of work. Yeah, man. Hey, listen. Good this to uh, good to be able to chop it up. And obviously, the the big news coming out. Uh, obviously, Bryce Harper's back. Oh man, that's who's listen. back, Shady. Uh, listen, he's back. Didn't waste any time. Right, came up in the first inning with the bases loaded. Gets a hit, gets RB, gets gets a couple runs on the board, puts a crooked number up in first inning, which is exactly what you want out of your MVP. 
I swear, if I didn't know any better, I, I, I would think that he has the Superman shirt underneath his shirt because I think he's Superman. Honestly, yeah. I'm saying it for I. The funny thing is, is I, you know, obviously my tweet went viral last year when I was, you know, pissed off. Obviously, Harper was struggling, and you know, I made a tweet. We all do that, but I still like to take credit for the turnaround. And obviously, um, he's gonna, you know, he's picking up. Right where he left off when he got hurt. Right. So, I mean, he was hitting True. well over 300. Uh, I know he only went one for – what do you go, one for four or one for five? But he uh, obviously lit up the crowd. Yeah, man. Joe, Joe, Our man Joe was there. <laughs> Joe was in the – listen, Joe was in – looks like Joe, Joe was in the building. Didn't invite me. I was a little salty ah. about that. I'm like, how do you not invite your, your boy to the game? I'm <laughs> And listen, I saw the pizza. Wherever wherever he got the pizza from, man, I think it looked it looked like a mac like a like a manco and manco or whatever it was, but it it was it looked saucy. It looked really good. What do you think the over under was on him waiting in line for that pizza? Probably uh, hour hour plus. Good hour. <laughs> hour plus, probably. Joe, give, Joe, give us the the details. But uh. Listen, they, it, listen, exciting. They you know, they put up six runs in the first two innings last night, 45 minutes. Ooh, okay. Little – I would not have bet the under on that. Still a long But, Joe, I do not doubt that it was completely worth it. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. Um, and that's one of the that, – that's actually one of the new ballpark ads, right? That's one of the new things out on Ashburn Alley. But um, listen, Jay. Outside of that, you know that four-game series against the Mets, right, where they lose three out of four. The month of August has been really kind to the Phillies, right? They're taking advantage of those games with Washington, Miami, Cincinnati, now Pittsburgh. Right, they're what seventeen games over five hundred right now. So they got a lot. There's a lot of good stuff happening. You can only play who's in front of you, but I love the fact that they're taking advantage, right? They're, what, six out of the last seven. Playing really well. They're getting a little bit of this injury bug thing with, you know, you and I and, you know, the, our, our crew were talking about, you know, the Wheeler, the Wheeler injury. You want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah, so obviously Zach Wheeler <laughs> – extremely important to this team. I mean, he's your ace. True. Uh, he's your number one. Uh, they did uh, interview him yesterday, and he basically came out and said that he's pretty much pitched with tendonitis every single year, uh, and he actually wanted to go. But the Phillies kind of told him, like, let's just give you a little break, rest it, because, you know, you're going to be going into the playoff run here. And – I, I actually, the, the more I think about it, at first I was annoyed, but, and I was actually very concerned because when you hear tendonitis, a lot right. of times that means something else is coming down the track. Right. But, that means like, Tom, is Tommy John? In the well, future? yeah. Like, I mean, I right. had all these worries and then that's normal because you see it a lot. But after I, after I heard him, you know, talk yesterday, I feel a hundred times better knowing that he's had this prior and it's okay it's not something that's going to be you know 
a long-term thing, uh, hopefully, obviously. Right, right, right. So. Now, listen, we, we got the same kind of news from Sorry. Sir Anthony, right, that it initially looked a lot worse than it was. Turns out it's not as bad as they think it is. He'll probably be back sooner than later. Um, to me, right, that, like, if you want to have a viable chance in any kind of playoff series – Right, Wheeler's a guy that's got to be there. So in my mind, you plug and play, you let him rest, you bring him back only when he's absolutely ready to do so. And that way, that first playoff series, you get an opportunity to be able to have him be part of that first that first run at it. Because the way that it plays out, Right, that first playoff series is going to be three games at the home team. So they're not. They got the they got the Mets right lead the division, and they're kind of running away with it. Right at this point, they're you know they're two games up on the Braves, but the Phillies are nine and a half back. Right, so there's seven and a half games between them and Atlanta. It's, I'm not saying that it's not able to be – they're not able to be caught, but the idea that they have seven and a half games and the Braves are no slouch, they're they're looking at that second wild card. I mean, I got to be honest with you. I, I don't at, – at this point, I, I'm not really worried if we – all I want to do is get into the dance and – if we finish second or third wild card, to me, it, it's really not much of a difference. I think I don't really want to face the Braves in, in the first round of the playoffs. Um, that, to me, they would be the tougher opponent just because of the fact that they play us a lot tougher. But listen, even between the even between them and the Mets. Well, oh no, you're not going to have to face the Mets till you know, obviously the round, right? I'm not even thinking. You're about talking about. Right you're now. talking about Justin. I, I think. Yeah. I. But I, I look at it as we went fifty some games without Bryce Harper, and we we were successful. Right. Uh, if you're gonna miss Wheeler for like two hour, two hours, it would be like two hours compared to fifty games when he right. misses only a week and a half of games. You're right. you're playing lesser competition. It's not like you're facing the Mets. He didn't do well against the Mets anyway. He right. struggled. I think it's actually a perfect timing because you just kind of give him a little reset. Uh, and last night showed that you can get by with a guy like Bailey Falter. Uh, it, you know, obviously he's not a guy that's going to give you a ton of innings, but, you know, if he can just pitch well, I, I think the but funny he's been, thing is. But he's been productive. Well, and that's the thing. They've, the Phillies have had a lot of guys that have just kind of plugged in and, and been productive. I mean, they, they, they've they made, like, I know we made a lot of noise about getting David Robertson at the deadline. And that was huge, by the way, because now right. you have a, a backup plan for, for Sir Anthony if he, if he does miss. You have really? him there. But you got Edmundo Sosa, who obviously – they got for more of a defensive purposes type thing. And, you know, obviously what he does on that side of the, you know, baseball. Right. But he's actually been a great addition. Obviously, 
Brandon Marsh, you, you didn't expect him to be obviously on the IL, but he will be back soon too. And that helped you in center field, obviously gives you better defensive play. So I think going into the playoffs, you've not only fixed your offensive woes because you have Bryce Harper back. Right. You've not only fixed your pitching woes because you added Cindergaard, you added Robertson, but you also fixed your defense. And that's huge because, like I said, and yeah. you, you see guys – that, that realistically were not known for their defensive play, actually making some great plays. Like Alec Boom, I think of. Alec Boom has done a 360 when it comes to, you know, his play in the field. He's a guy that I never thought would ever be able to be a third baseman. And if you look at it now, yeah, he's not, he's not ever going to be a top echelon defensive player, but he's holding his own at the position. And that's super, super exciting for me. Because I'm already excited about Alec Boom. I'm a huge Alec Boom fan. Uh, I've been pushing for Alec Boom. Uh, last year when a lot of people wanted to give up on him, I said, no, man, it's it's baseball. It's too soon. You can't just give up a guy that has a lot of talent. Like right. Alec Boom, to me, is a guy, if you look at his, his, his metrics, obviously he's still not really hitting for, for a ton of power. But honest to God, he could have a, he could have, he could have a hitting title. He could he could con- contend for a batting title here in the near future, and I think he's a guy that you know he's going to get fifteen to twenty home runs once he, he continues to fill out. Like he's driving True. the ball like he was when he yeah. first came up, and you look at him as 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 a you know just as a physical specimen. Right. He has all the tools to to kind of do it, and but what he's done in the field to me is. Even more bet, even more of a bigger deal because we didn't. Yeah. Think, like I said, a lot of people were already t- talking about getting rid of Hoskins and moving him to first. And I think the yeah. fact so turning it around, we had so Joe, Joe and I talked about this for like a minute on on Wednesday night. He did a complete three sixty. Right, exactly what you're talking about, and the the point of inflection that he and I, that Joe and I talked about, was that meme of him walking off the field, right, where he goes, "I fucking hate this place." <laughs> yeah, right. He was honest. If, if you if you go back and look at his production before that and after that, I think the fact that he was able to just own it, right, he didn't deny it, he didn't try to walk it back. He was like, yeah, he's like, that's how I felt. Sorry. Like, but that, that brutal honesty, I think allowed him to be like, like whatever, like, and he, his, his defensive play has been incredible considering where they were last year. Right. I remember listening to God, who was I listening to last summer? All right. So, the the show on on WIP right well it was Ray Dinger and Glenn Mack now Ray Dinger used to call them the corner butchers right they were so bad defensively that it you you couldn't rely on them at all now he's he's reliable in that spot it's really it's a really great place for us to see him at the same time, 
He's productive at the plate. He's a guy that you can you can put in the middle of your lineup. And in reality, with the guys that they have, with Harper and Hoskins and Real Muto and Schwarber and Castellanos, you don't need him to be this monumental hitter, right? He You can plug him in and get production from him. To me, I look at that guy and say, he's young, he's controllable, he's productive. And he, he, you were talking about Jay, like body type. He, the body type reminds me like it's Jason Worth ish, right? He's a tall, lanky, productive player. I yeah. like it. I, I, I like where I'm, I like where he's at. I like it a lot. And I, I, I looked at last night when I saw the lineup come out. A lot of people were like, you know, just automatically expecting that Bryce Harper was going to go back into the three hole. I absolutely love that Rob Thompson put him in the cleanup spot because I think Bryce Harper could hit three or four and do the same amount of damage. He's not, it's not going to be one of those things where, oh my God, they moved him out of the three hole. What the hell are they doing? I like keeping boom in the three hole. Because I think it's going to help. Actually, it's going to actually make Boom a better player because he's going to see more fastballs because nobody wants to pitch to Harper. Right. And also, it gives you that viable cleanup spot that you really haven't had. I mean, I wanted Schwarber all year because of the, you know, the fact that he is your number one power hitter. He's the guy that hits most of your home runs. But right. we don't really have a leadoff hitter. Now, by putting Harper in the, in the cleanup spot – you keep Schwarber in the leadoff where he's where he's done well, right? And you got Hoskins who, who who's an on base machine. So you saw it last last night right off the bat, first inning. Schwarber gets on, you know, Hoskins comes up, gets another hit, right? With second and you know third, no outs. Um, boom, gets a hit, or what was it? Bases loaded, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Harper, then, Harper, yeah, up and the Harper loaded, comes right. up and he gets the hit. So right. I, I, I just think it's a recipe for success. Uh, and I look at what this offense has started to slowly do where we've talked about on – what's the word I'm looking for? We've talked about it ad nauseum about the fact that they're very streaky as far as – you know, every single hitter that they have in their lineup kind of is one of these guys that's either tearing it up or they're in a slump. But if you look at the collective bunch as a whole, as of late, they're all trending in the right direction as far as not being in a slump, but kind of being able to consistently hit the ball. I mean, Nick Castellanos, obviously he just lost his hitting streak, but he had the longest – hitting streak in Major League Baseball just two two days ago. Uh, Reese Hoskins, yeah. even though his average is kind of one under 250 again, he's still putting up production. Alec Boone, we've talked about it. He had went backwards, and now he's back up to 292. JT Real Muto, to me, is the guy – like, between JT Real Muto and Castellanos, the, the first halves that they had, which were god-awful in my opinion, if you look right. at the numbers. Yeah. The the way that they've kind of turned their season around and they're now kind of trending in the way that their, their, their normal career trajectory shows. JT Romuto, not only is he doing it at the plate, 
He has 16 stolen bases, which is number one in catchers in, in the it's league. crazy, right? And he's also thrown out the most runners in, in Major League Baseball. He's back to playing gold glove defense at catcher. So, right. J.T. Real Muto, as much as a lot of people want to say he's overrated because of his contract and this and that, I, I get sometimes why they say it. Like, it's a lot of money to put into one position where if, if you're not really looking at it as catcher being total advantage i totally disagree with that because i think when the phillies trot out jt real muto compared to 27 other teams in the league they have a huge advantage at catcher i mean the only guys that i might say are better but they're not even better defensively would be salvador perez from the royals i i mean he's an offensive machine especially last year he had like i think 48 home runs but other than that I don't really know any other teams that you could say, wow, that catcher is like, does it all. And JT, by the way, he really does, does that, but it's also calling the game. Like he probably calls one of the best games, you know, behind the plate in, in baseball. So kudos to him because I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a guy that bashed JT real Muto, but he has definitely turned it around. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Cause I think I, between him and Castellanos, I think you're now starting to see it kind of all come together, right? I think there was a period of of adjustment where they had the ability to be able to kind of go on these little streaks where someone would get hot and someone, someone would kind of fall off. To me, I'm looking at it's kind of all kind of converging on the same point right now where you're getting – productive at bats from Castellanos, right? You're getting defensive and offensive production from JT. Schwarber is continuing to be the guy that he's been all year long. And it's kind of converging at the right time too, right? They're, they're putting these games, right? When, when was the last time Jay that we saw a team like this Phillies team was you know, what are they, what do we say, 17 games over 500? Right? It's, been, it, it's been a really long time, right? 2011. So I'm looking at this is the this is the turning point, right? This is the year. Do you remember the, the year before? Like, right. In 07, there's been a ton of, uh, of Twitter comparison to 07. Right, the 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 line the 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 records kind of line up right around the same time. Some of them are more productive than they were in that year, but this is the kind of year. Like, I think with the right additions to this roster, this could be a team that could challenge for the Mets. Like Joe and I talked about, right the. The, the ability of being able to add the shortstop in the offseason, right? Whether that's Trey Turner, whether that's Dansby Swanson, whether that's Xander Bogarts, whoever that is, right? If they have the ability, I think that's a position where they're going to capitalize and try to add because we now know that the luxury tax, right? Going over the luxury tax is like, it is what it is. I think they've seen the evidence to say going over the luxury tax is Okay, right? Because you went over with some of the moves, <clears throat> some of the moves you made this offseason. 
and you got production from those guys, right? They weren't misses. So I think the, the, the idea that they go over the, that they continue to cut. Now, do I think they're going to turn in the Yankees? They just spend uncontrollably. I don't think so, but I think you're getting the production. You're going to see next year, this team take a leap and really, really challenge the Mets for this division. Well, I mean, I think, you know, right now I look at the Mets as as the gold standard. I mean, what they're doing right now, they, even though the Dodgers have a better record, I think the Mets, I actually think the Mets are going to win the World Series. I know Phillies fans don't want to hear that, but I think it's, it, they have that team of destiny type. Jay, I think I just vomited because in my mouth. I, I know that, but I'm just – I've been saying it all year because I, I, I yeah. saw a difference in the team, and I, I just see how that team is built. I mean, they have all the pieces to, to win a World Series. They do, and they're playing. They do. The type of baseball that they're playing, they hit with runners in scoring position. They have excellent pitching. They have right. one of the best closers in baseball right now. I mean, the guy has – their closer has more strikeouts than 80% of starters. That If that doesn't tell you how dangerous that yeah. guy is, he just comes in and, and throws smoke, and, and nobody yeah. can hit Like now. Yeah, right. Here's listen, what I love. can happen in the playoffs, and yes, I agree. This is what I was going to talk about. Are, are comparable to the Mets as far as they can compete. But if you looked at how the Mets have played the Phillies this year, we're in another league. Now, I agree with you. You – off season, you bring in another guy or two, then the conversation could possibly change. Like, I think the Phillies. I, I've been saying it, even with getting Castellanos and 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 Schwarber, that we're missing that one ingredient, like that one guy that can like do other things, not just at the plate, but like defensively. Like, yeah. that's why I agree with you. I think Trey Turner would definitely be a needle mover in my opinion, because if you got Trey Turner, you, you could probably move Stott to second base and then you have your, you know, you're replacing Segura because you're going to, you have money coming off the books. You have Didi's money already kind of, well, it's still there, but he got him. That's it's there, but it's not. That's right. 19 million. You have Segura, who's another probably, t- I, I don't know what he makes, 15 million. That's gone. So you're going to have money to spend. Right, Joe, Joe brought up maybe if in the offseason you move, can you move Segura for, you know, bullpen help for third starter, fourth starter, right? You you could He's still a guy that has a lot of value. Oh, he was a free agent, Segura. Is he a free? I'll have to double check. I'm not sure, but that's my – if he is, then you just yeah. let him go. But, it, yeah, I agree. If, if he's not, you could definitely move him. Listen, I love Segura, but let's face it. He has his own deficiencies where there's a reason why Segura's been on, what, six teams in the last 10 years? <laughs> All right, so he has – so he's on the books for $17 million Next year. Next year. Yeah, well then – So, you know, he's – you know, whether – you know, that's appealing to somebody that he's got an expiring contract, maybe. Maybe he's in addition to a piece. Maybe he maybe he goes back to, you know, a team that he played for. Maybe he goes back to Seattle. Maybe that Seattle is kind of a team that, you know, 
is on the verge of the wild card, maybe a couple pieces away. You know, just just a thought. No, I mean, I I think he's definitely a guy that could have some value. But like I said, I I think looking at this team in general, playoffs it kind of starts a brand new season, so it's like even. Truly, we, we get in the dance. I, I think if you do come down to a series against the Mets, as long as our guys perform, it could be a different result. But once again, I have to go by what I've seen this year. Right. And what I've seen is night and day compared to the two teams. Like, Truly. It, it seems like they have our number. And in watching the games that I have watched, because I haven't watched many games other than the ones that the, that the Phillies have played the Mets, but I have watched a couple when they've been on national TV. Right. The difference that I see in the Mets this year compared to years past is, is that they have a certain swagger, and I think it's the manager that they brought in. They have a great manager. Yeah. Obviously, the owner went all in and, and just spent a lot of money where – Previous years, they they kind of nickeled and dimed and, and their way right. to making you know a roster. And they have a lot of homegrown talent. It's funny because the Mets remind me of that 07-08 team from the Phillies where they yeah. brought in free agents. But if you look at most of their team, Pete Alonzo, Jeff McNeil, uh, Jake DeGrom, like right. most of their team is internal. And then they brought in like outside guys. Like they brought in Scherzer. Obviously, Phillies didn't have a guy of that caliber. Right. Uh, on the pitching staff, but you don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Uh, they they traded for Francisco Lindor, who a lot of people were like, oh, he sucks, because he had one bad year. And it's like, it, dude, if you watched Francisco Lindor in Cleveland, like, you just knew that he was one of those generational shortstops. Like, right. he's, he's, he's extremely talented. And, and like I said, I, I think that the Phillies have enough to compete come playoff okay. with Harper, because you didn't have Harper in a lot of that – time period true yeah so jay here's the thing i love about baseball right baseball once you get to the playoffs anything can happen right and you know i i look back just just recency bias right like the if you look at like the the year the phillies win the, the world series right that entire year the phillies and yankees were on this collision course to play in the world series but in the ALCS, the upstart Rays, right? They, they end up beating the Yankees, and the Phillies play the Rays in the World Series. And then you look at a team that, to me, that Phillies team that lost to the Cardinals 
the Phillies were the best team in the NL that entire year. The Cardinals barely get in the playoffs. And they lose that series to the Cardinals in the first round of the playoffs. So to me, once you get into the playoffs, right, anything can happen. So I think it would it would it wouldn't surprise me if something happened in a way where the Phillies get in the playoffs. Like they they've been horrible against the Mets all year long, right? It wouldn't surprise me if they get into a series with the Mets and they win. Right. It would, it would, things well, like baseball, that. I agree with you. Art. Things like that happen in baseball all the time. Right. There was one playoff series, I want to say in the late 80s, where like the Phillies and Dodgers during the year, the Dodgers won like eight out of nine games, like crushed them all year long. They played in the playoffs and the Phillies beat them in a playoff series. Oh yeah, like, listen. I, I'm not. I, I would never say never. I'm just saying, I'm not really even looking at that. I'm looking at it okay. more of like let's just get in because I don't want to look too yeah. far ahead because anything like you said can happen once you get. That's in. just that's what keeps me. I do think, optimistic. Well, it's good to be optimistic. Yeah, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not. Trust me. I I, I want to have that same optimism. I'm just. I just look at teams as like certain levels and I look at the Phillies as a lot of the sample size that we have right now was without Bryce Harper. So it's hard for me to tell because how good would we have been if Harper didn't miss 50 some games? Like it, 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 how big of a difference is Harper? Like that's where I look at baseball and I look at star players and I look at how much of a difference do star players, one star player, let's just say, because that's what oh. Bryce Harper is, makes when they're out of the lineup as opposed to being in the lineup? Because if you realistically look at their records right now, their record was better without him than with him. Now, I know that's skewed because he missed, you know, games. But right. I'm just going by what the numbers say. Their record was better without him than with him. But my – my gut tells me that had he been there, things would have been much different, even against the Mets, like in those series. I just look at what he brings to the table, the missing link that the Phillies had during this whole time was consistency. And and to right. me, Bryce Harper is the model of consistency. Like right. that's like the one missing thing that you can look at and you set, take away. And you say, okay, well, now he's back. I've saw, like, I've seen guys, Ryan Howard, I remember, carried the Phillies in, in 06. Ryan Howard carried the Phillies in 07. Like, there's players really? that are capable of actually carrying a whole team on their back throughout one month. We saw it with Schwarber in June. I think if Bryce Harper can continue, obviously he came he came back. He, in the, I know it was in the minors, but he hit the he had the three home runs, and then he just comes back yesterday. First at bat has a two run single, huge. Right. I think if he comes back and he he can like all of a sudden right away be hot and not have like a little struggling lull where you know he's kind of not his timing's off. 
I think if he can just come flat out and just continue where he was, I mean, they're playing the level of competition. We've talked about it. You can't help who you face. And I saw another amount of people that say, oh, yeah, the Phillies are playing shitty. Who cares? We're playing shitty teams and we're we're, we're being successful at, at doing what we should. We're taking right. care of business. So, right. so, like, you, you look at, like, this next upcoming series, right? And not to look ahead a little bit, but to we're going to look ahead a little bit, right? That – if you remember last year when they were, like, sniffing around the playoffs and they go out to Arizona. <laughs> swept. Right? And they get swept, right? Now, right, they're, they're going to finish up this series in Pittsburgh – or with Pittsburgh on Sunday, right? And then they go out to Arizona and then – in September, right, now they're playing San Francisco, Miami, Washington, Miami, right? Those are four straight series, five, right, between Pittsburgh, Arizona, San Francisco, Miami, Washington, and Miami, right? That they can kind of run through those those games, right? They have the lineup to be able to run through the next five series before they face Atlanta, Toronto, and Atlanta again, that they can really put some distance between themselves and any of the other teams that are vying for that last playoff spot between, I'm just going to pull it up just so I don't misquote it here, right? Between the Padres, the Brewers, you know, the, the series with San Francisco will be big because San Francisco is, they're already six and a half out of that last wild card spot. So I'm looking at this team and saying, capitalize on what you got, which is the cupcake part of your schedule at the best time to create that separation in the standings. Dude, I couldn't agree with you more. And there's something else I've been meaning to talk about with you. Um, Sure. I just think, and and listen, I've been guilty of it myself. But can we just finally, finally agree that Aaron Nola is an ace? Oh, man. I've been wanting to say it. And, and, and listen, I, I know <laughs> we could, we'll probably have another show down the line. But what he's been <laughs> able to do, I, I think a lot of times we, we look at the wrong numbers. We look at... ERA and ERA is a important statistic for any pitcher. It's been for forever, but I think you got to look deeper when it comes to pitching. And realistically, if you look at Aaron Nola's numbers, right? He had one bad year and that was last year. And it wasn't even a bad year. His ERA was bad. It was inflated at a four, six, three, but I look at whip as being a more important statistic when it comes to pitching Okay. It just walks, hits per inning pitch. Okay. And if you look at Aaron Nola's whip, every single year it's it, it's right in line. I mean, last year was his worst. Once again, okay. I said last year was an outlier. Right. Look at his whip this year, 0.93. Yeah. Actually yeah, look- on pace to, to, to break his record. He had 223 strikeouts. I mean, I'm sorry, 229 strikeouts. Okay. Uh, in 2018, which was the year after his Cy Young, uh, almost Cy Young win. Right, right, right. 
he's probably going to have 240 strikeouts this year. So the guy is just – Listen, I will, Jay – He's an innings eater. Yeah, I will not argue with you in terms of the what what you're getting in terms of production from him this year. I think the argument that a lot of people will make is the consistency, yeah, right? You really can't – you could say that, but look in, at Perlis. I'm going to read down his ERA. So he had a 3 right. five, nine, his rookie in, year. in September, right? Okay, like that's that, fine. Like, right. That's a so fair like point, but – Where people say, you know, you oh. look at his – when they say consistency, right, it's not maybe consistency from season to season, but it's you know consistency – Throughout the season. Do you know who had bad Septembers? You know a guy that's had quite a few bad Septembers and bad playoff series? Clayton Kershaw. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. But but, but this is what I'm saying. Like, you're talking about consistency, but I think Aaron Nola is pretty consistent. Like, if you look at his starts, so 2017, right? That was the year before his Cy Young. He had 27 starts. Right. 2018, 33 starts. 2019, 34 starts. 2020, okay. 12. Now that was the COVID year. So that was right, 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 right. on pace for 34 starts. Okay. 2021, 32 starts. And now 2022, he's on pace for 34 starts. So okay. that's pretty damn consistent as far as games pitched. Um, ERAs. So he had a 359 his rookie year. 478 2016. That was in 20 games. 354, 237, 387, 328, 463. That which is what I'm saying is an outlier. Right. And then 308 this year. That's pretty damn consistent. Yeah. Yeah. And l- <laughs> listen, when, when you and, and sometimes, Jay, you look when you when you look at the whole picture, right? It gives you a different perspective as to, and part of it is the hard part for Aaron Nolan is that he hasn't had the opportunity because of the team's production to pitch in those really meaningful games down the stretch. But in the times that he has his September's and I don't, I don't have the, the statistics to back it up, but the September's, for Aaron Nola have been how do I say this kindly? Um no, he's been horrible. Le, le, right. They 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 they've, hey, they've, 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 they've been less than desirable. Right. So I think right, this is the second year pitching with Wheeler, right, which can only help with his production. I think you're gonna need Aaron Nola is an ace down the stretch to be able to get this team to be viable in a, in a playoff series. Dude, you're spot on. Yeah. And I, I think now's the time. Now's the time. Like now's right the now time. he could actually, I think Aaron Nola could change the narrative real quick. If he has a great September here down the stretch, because oh, then people listen. are going to be like, wow. Listen, Wheeler, right? Wheeler's out for for a stretch. The team is, you know, in the thick of a playoff run. 
it's looking like they're going to, unless they have a monumental collapse, they're going to be in the playoffs. So he's going to have the opportunity to pitch for like really, really important games down the stretch. So you're right. This is the time for him to flip the script on that because if he can be a guy that they can throw out there every fifth day and know that they're going to get seven, eight innings, right? You look at the start that he had, right? The, the, the complete game shutout, which is an anomaly in major league baseball at this point, but well, he's had complete games in two out of the last three games. Now I get it. The one, the one was an eight inning. But still, that's not his fault. No, not at all. Um, but, but now, listen, I agree. That, I think that's, he has that's to, the guy you need. Well, he has to eliminate those crooked number games. He has to eliminate. Correct. And the problem that I see with Aaron Nola, it's always one inning that kills him. It's always that yes. one missed pitch where he throws a pitch over the plate and, and it's hit for a home run or, or you know, a, a bases clearing triple or whatever it is. Yeah. It's always one pitch that gets Aaron Nola in trouble. And it's like, dude, just work on that. Like, if you yeah. could fix that, you definitely could be, like, top tier. It's just Dude. I agree that he isn't consistent. I agree his September is what really makes a lot of people iffy on Aaron Nola. But I also think that sometimes we're a little – we're harsh as far as critics. Like, we expect the best and, and from our players. And that's and, that, and rightfully so. That's why Phillies fans – that's why Philadelphia fans in general are, are considered some of the best fans in, in sports because we're, 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 we care. Right. I mean, there's, there's cities that fans don't even give a shit. You know, right, they're worried right, about right. Listen, TV, you know, what's today's drama show? Like we we, are, we demand, we demand perfection. And, and unfortunately, sometimes we're going to be, you know, disappointed, but I think you're right. I think Aaron Nola right now, the pressure is on because Wheeler's out. So your next few starts, you have to come out and you have to be the Aaron Nola that we just saw that went nine innings and gave up, you know, five hits. That's, the Aaron Nola that we need moving forward. And if we get that, maybe finally those narratives, like I said, will be flipped to the point where people are like, you know what? We were wrong about Aaron Nola because right. listen, I admit when I'm wrong, I admit when I'm wrong. Yeah. Listen, I'm Jay, wrong I, would, <laughs> I would love, I would love nothing more than to eat crow for any of the guys that I've like, if I've given a dude a hard time and I've been critical, Prove me wrong. I would love to be wrong. Give me the opportunity to come on here and say, Aaron Nola, I was wrong about you. You know, you, you, you name it, right? But this is the opportunity for him to be able to flip the script on that narrative and say, I am this. I am a guy that you can rely on. I am a guy that came up in your system and is now productive. So, <sighs> Jay, that was fun, man. That was a ton of fun. Listen, before we get out, right, before we do final thoughts, um, something that came out earlier this week that the Phillies are going to play in Williamsport next year in that they have the the MLB uh, Williamsport Classic, right, where they play at the the minor league stadium in, in Williamsport, which the idea of those games I love. 
right? And the fact that the only people that can be at that game are all the Little League teams is even better. Oh, I, but I love the fact that the Phillies are going to be there next year. The Phillies yeah. are going to play the Nationals. Have they ever been there? They did. They played the Mets a couple years ago, maybe three, four years ago. Okay. So um, I just love the idea that it's, it's just something something fun to be able to get uh, – to broaden the, the, the idea of what baseball can be. It's one of the things that I'll say baseball gets right. Yeah, among some of the things they don't get right. Truly, truly. Many things they don't get right. Well, listen, before we before we jump in to final thoughts, I, Jesse put this comment up when we first got started, and I didn't get a chance to, to kind of highlight it. Jesse, doing great things over at Flyers Alley. They've got a lot of exciting things going on on the Old City Network. They had uh, one of their pods was, was interviewing uh, Kevin Weeks, which, is, which was a big get for them. Um, so always doing great stuff, brother. And, you know, we'll, we'll connect on some other stuff as the hockey season starts to ramp up. Um, but thanks for checking in. You know, Joe was checking in. I'm sure Joe's, Joe's driving somebody somewhere. Well, um, speaking of Jesse, huge shout out to Jesse as well. He had recommended a documentary and I've been meaning to watch it. And so the other day I watched the, the Manti Teo documentary and it's called Untold. Oh well, Untold is what brought me into this documentary. And I had remembered what Jesse had told me, the Untold documentary on the Dansbury Trashers. Jay. Did you ever see that yet? Like yes. I've been wanting to watch it. And I, it, I had watched the Manti Teo thing and I was like yeah. blown away. Yeah. And then I watched this thing and I, I had totally forgot about that Danbury trash yeah. thing and like it's a dude, it was it's like a, real life mob it was yeah. like it was sopranos like in yes. real, in reality they the and and they they do give some inklings into that that like that was kind of where they started to get the idea for Tony Soprano from stuff that this guy I, was doing it makes you wonder um, dude because it was like yeah, crime it's called crime and punishment yeah that like, was un, an untold is a documentary Untold is a really good series on Netflix. There's one on uh, there's a there's one on a point shaving scandal that was at Arizona State. Um, malice the at the, the Palace. The Malice at the Palace, which is a fascinating. If you haven't seen that one, that's that the next one good. I'm going to watch. Yeah. Um, and then on Tuesday, Jay, they're coming out. The they're releasing the next episode, which is about Tim Donaghy and the okay. the the corrupt ref in the NBA who was betting on games. I saw the preview. Who I didn't realize is a Delco guy. He's a guy from Delaware County. So um Yeah, no, so anyway, shout out yeah, if you have not watched any of those documentaries, they are yeah. all mind blowing. Like honestly, they do a tremendous job. Netflix, whoever runs that. Yeah, whoever's doing the production on that, that is great. Because and, and they're they're really easy watches. They're like two hours. Absolutely. So, final thoughts, brother? Final thoughts? Uh, as as always, I try to, you know, look at real-world stuff and uh, just love one another. Just yeah. be there for your friends. Be there for people. And uh, if, if you haven't checked it out, I had my next episode of 
hate to feel uh, on Thursday night. And we had a special guest, uh, Peanut. For those of you that don't know Peanut, he's um, it's actually he's Moyo Rivera, and he's the other half of Jeff from Birds Beer and BS podcast yeah. on AAT Network. But uh, he, he he came on, and what a tremendous guy! I mean, yeah. just a lot of great stories, and you know, he really was able to you know bring a different perspective to what we're trying to get across to people. So if you haven't checked it out, please do so. If you haven't checked out his content, please follow him. He's, he's awesome. And uh, yeah, that's my final thoughts. Listen, Jay, I'll tell you, I, the, the part I love about this, that, that show is that it's just a very frank, honest conversation. Um, and what I can appreciate from the conversation was his mindset, right? And how that mindset shifted and how you, you capitalize on the power of positivity and just make that part of every decision and every part of your life and how that can just change the outlook and then the outcomes on a ton of stuff. So it was something I wanted to talk about uh, to, to mention that if you haven't gone and checked it out, man, it's, it's a really good listen to try to just get yourself to start thinking about things just a little bit differently um, and realize that one, that you're not the only one going through stuff and two, that you've got the opportunity to make changes. Um, if you're willing to kind of put in the work, it's, it was, it was a really cool, it was, it was a really cool episode, brother. Appreciate it, man. Like I said, yeah, I, absolutely. I'm just blessed to know so many good people that are willing to, uh, you know, make a difference. And I did talk about, uh, I had an idea that I'd like to get a bunch of our fellow podcasters together eventually and do a potathon for mental health. Uh, that's sure. The, so. All right. That sounds uh, cool, brother. Listen. Great idea. Great kind of camaraderie bring people together and uh for a good cause and obviously it's something i have to plan but uh it's definitely in the works it's you know the thought is there it's just i have to come up with a plan so sure sure absolutely and listen jay you know we're we spend a lot of time getting people getting other putting other people's stuff out there um for final thoughts, I wanted to just kind of share some of the stuff that we're doing. Um, we've got a lot of really our, our sponsors are ones that you know they they do a great job at supporting us. So you know you've got lots of rain luxury watches. Um, they're all you know if you go check out all the information is all in our link tree um, over here. Team Clicks does a really good job at connecting. Uh, sports and eyeglassware, um, which I know you you've made the per you you've dive you've been able to dive in and make that purchase. Um, they've got the interchangeable uh, uh, side pieces, so you can always kind of rep your team. Uh, Shocked Energy, which is now part of uh, uh, a they're part of Level Up Snacks, which uh, provides. Uh, energy-based snacks and drinks um, and streaker sports, which they have, they have a really cool 
collection of uh, all sorts of sports gear from defunct teams to, uh, you know, sports stuff from movies. They've got a lot of really cool stuff. And we've got our, um, our, our merch, which you can go check out anytime. You know, we've got a, a ton of cool stuff uh, on there as far as what, what we're, you know, ways that you can kind of support us directly. Um, also, Jay, you can find our, our podcast on the, the belly up for friends feed. So any of our colleagues that are part of belly up are kind of congregating all the pods all in one, one area. So if you like our stuff, there's a lot of other cool stuff that you can go out there and see what some other people are doing. Some of it's, you know, national, some of it's localized, right? There's some people that are doing the same thing that we're doing in Philly. They're doing in Chicago. They're doing in California. So, um, you know, if you want to you know, go, go check that out, you know, and, and as always, right, we've got our stuff on, on, on Spreaker. So you can go find that stuff over there. We're doing the game highlights, right? So if you, if you're missing those, those pregame highlights or the postgame highlights that we're putting out the next day, you know, the, the, the two minute highlight package, where you can kind of get yourself caught up on whatever happened the night before. Um, just give yourself a, you know, you, you can go over there and check out. We've got a lot of really cool stuff going. And, you know, we're just looking to to kind of put that honest conversation about whatever's happening in Philly sports. Brother, ton of fun today. As always. As always, brother. Go Phils. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Wait, hold on. The, if we're going to have a Phillies pod, Jay, there's only one way we can end it on this one. Hey, hey listen to this guy. How, tell me how you're feeling here. You're screaming. I am stoked, baby. You're screaming like it's still the game going on. We're talking about the fightings here. The fightings. Said. Said. Should. Said, Mike. Been- yeah. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.